the Antichrist is alive and well on planet Earth. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. That statement is how I am introducing an opportunity for you to hear a portion of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Age of Antichrist. I do believe that the Antichrist, that individual who will be energized by Satan, is alive and well on planet Earth. Let me just remind you, he will not appear until after the rapture of the church. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. We would love for you to listen to an introduction of this five-hour series. So if you'll take just the next few moments, we will play that for you, and then you consider the possibility of purchasing the entire five-hour audio series on CD so that you can have a better understanding of what the Bible says about this Superman of the future. And now, here's the introduction to the series, The Age of Antichrist. That's the dream, Nebuchadnezzar. All right, Daniel. That's exactly what it was. Now, give me the interpretation of that. We continue ahead, verse 37. Well, verse 36, this is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation, therefore, before the king. Verse 37, thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given unto thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them, all thou art this head of gold. And he says, the Babylonian empire, basically, the Babylonian empire is the head of gold. Then verse 39, and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. That would be the chest of silver and the arms of silver. That would be the Medo-Persian Empire. We'll continue to develop, and I'll back up what I'm saying right now. I'm just giving you the interpretation. And then in verse 39, another third kingdom of brass. That's the belly of brass. And it shall bear rule over all the earth. That's the Grecian Empire, over all the earth. The book of Esther says Ahasuerus had become king over all the earth, all the way from India in the east to the west to Spain controlled more land than had ever been controlled by anybody. Even those kings in the, uh, in the uh, empire before him, he controlled. Now verse 40, And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces, and doeth all things as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and, and bruise. And, and what it's talking about here is the Roman Empire coming into existence and being stronger than all the other, and it being so powerful, the lead legs breaking everything else into pieces. Go over to chapter 7 of the book of Daniel. About, well, maybe 50 years later, Daniel's probably 68, 70 years of age now. He's still under the Babylonian Empire. He is still going to have responsibility of understanding what is going on because he has been given this special special relationship with the kings with the leaders but he's still in the babylonian empire nebuchadnezzar has died his grandson belshazzar has taken over chapter 7 verse 1 in the first year of belshazzar king of babylon daniel had a dream and visions on his head upon his bed then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heavens strove upon the great sea. Underline that phrase. You're going to come upon that again as we go 
into the book of Revelation. Remember, both Daniel and Revelation, apocalyptic books, they are used interchangeably to interpret each other. Verse 3, and the four great beasts come up from the sea to verse one from another. The great seas, talking about now four beasts coming up. We've just described these four beasts, the gold head, the chest of silver, the belly of brass, the legs of iron, those four great Gentile kingdoms that come to power, the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the Roman Empire. They came up out of the Gentile world. The beginning of the times of the Gentiles is here in Daniel, when Daniel's taken into the Babylonian captivity. And we're going to see now that coming out of the sea, he's in the area of the Mediterranean, the Roman Empire around the Mediterranean Sea. He's talking about that as the Gentile world. Verse 4, and the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. By the way, that's the emblem for the Babylonian Empire, a lion with eagle's wings prevalent throughout all of the Babylonian culture. That was the symbol of the Babylonian Empire. Look at verse 5. And behold, another beast, a second like a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in its mouth. Three ribs naturally. The Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire. Medo-Persian. Two parts, three ribs. They encompassed everything in the Medo-Persian Empire that already had been into existence. Verse 6, And after this I behold and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, indicating that leopard, probably the swiftest of all the cats, all the animal world there is, I think they say the cheetah is absolutely the fastest. The leopard would run a close second for being able to move from a standing position to get to full speed. And here not only is the leopard a full speed animal anyway, capable of running faster than any other animal, but he has four wings on his back, indicating he would come to power quickly. And if we look at history past, we understand that Alexander the Great came to power quickly. At 32 years of age, controlled the known world. Conquered it, headquartered in the city of Babylon, by the way. But look here, the last part of verse 6, and the beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Four heads. At 32 years of age, Alexander the Great died of syphilis and a drunkard in the city of Babylon, trying to refurbish the city of Babylon to make it his kingdom headquarters. He died at 32 years of age. His kingdom was divided into four parts, north, south, east, and west. And that's exactly the fulfillment of the prophecy that Daniel has seen here. Verse 7. We read this, and after this I saw and in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and awesome and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great teeth, and it devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. It was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. Indeed it was, the Roman Empire, setting a structure, putting a road system together, an infrastructure worldwide that was unbelievable in a time when the gospel was going to go forth. Isn't that unique? Galatians 4.4, 4, in the fullness of time, God brought forth Jesus at a time when the Roman Empire had set an infrastructure that gave a road system so the preaching of the gospel could go forth. But it also set a stability in our world. The Roman Empire was in charge. Everybody knew it. It was so awesome, it destroyed everybody else that came within its confines. The Roman Empire had a co had a common language also at this point in time. But then the last part of verse 7, and it had ten horns. I consider the horns, and behold, 
there came up among them another little horn. We'll talk more about that. Keep your finger here. We'll come back in a moment to Daniel 7. But go to Revelation chapter 13 just for a moment. Revelation chapter 13 will talk about the emperor beast, the one who takes charge of the revived Roman Empire. And it is the most detailed chapter in the Word of God on the Antichrist. We'll look into it next time we get together. But it does bring the information to front that there is a beast that's going to come to power, and this beast is going to be the revived Roman Empire. It's described as we look at the first couple of verses of chapter 13. I have a King James Bible. I have a King James Schofield Bible. I have a King James Schofield Bible with DeYoung's notes in it. You can't get any better Bible than that. But my King James Schofield, when I translate it, I think has probably a bit of a mistranslation. The word for I, you see the second word, and I stood upon the sand of the sea? That word for I is not in the original Greek text. It has and stood, and you have to put in what you think is right. My King James said, and I stood upon, I think, and the NIV, I believe, says this, and the NASB says it, I believe that it should read, and he, the satanic, the Satan himself, we're just, in, just back up one verse to chapter 12, verse 17, and the dragon was wrought with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, and he... You see, when you keep reading, there's no chapter to verse uh, division when you look at the Word of God normally. So, and he, I believe it's he, Satan, because Satan is going to bring forth the Antichrist. Satan is going to dispatch an evil angel from the first heaven to fill a body that may be a vegetable laying in a hospital room someplace and raise that man up energized by satanic power. Verse 2 says, Satan gives him his power, gives him his authority, gives him his strength. So I think verse 1 should say, and, I, and he stood upon the sand of the sea, Satan stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Satan will bring back, first of all, the revived Roman Empire. This is the beast that rises up out of the sea. The sea, the Gentile world, the beast, the revived Roman Empire. Why do I say that? Well, here, look at it. Just keep reading. Having seven heads and ten horns. That's the empire, not the emperor. We're still looking at the empire. And upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. Now, they are both so close together in identification, we have difficulty separating the two. But what he sees rising up out of the Gentile world, or the sea, in chapter 13, verse 1, is the revived Roman Empire. This ten-unit confederation that's going to come to power. Verse 2, let me give more proof. And the beast the revived Roman Empire, which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Did you read that before? Certainly, we just got finished reading it, chapter 7 of Daniel, in reverse order. Here it talks about the leopard, the lion, and the, uh, the, um, and the bear. The, the leopard, the bear, and the lion. That was the reverse of what Daniel chapter 7 said. He saw a lion first, a bear second, a leopard third, and then the terrible beast. Now, this beast with the ten horns awesome, can't describe it, he says in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 7. 
is the revived Roman Empire coming into existence. Uh, go over, we'll go back to chapter 13 in our study later. Go to chapter 17 just a moment. Chapter 17. I'm just laying out for you the portions of Scripture we're going to be dealing with as we look at the age of Antichrist. And first this morning, the revived Roman Empire or the empire beast that comes to power. And there came, chapter 17, verse 1, and there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials. Now, one of the angels that's going to deliver the last judgment, the seven vile judgments. He separates for a moment. He comes over, and he talked with me, talking with John, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore. In chapter 17, the word whore is used three times. The word woman is used six times. Nine times, they're synonymous terms. It's talking about a whore woman, a female whore. And that is the false church, chapter 19 in Revelation. Chapter 21 of Revelation talk about the true church being the bride of Christ, pure, white garments depicting purity and that which is opposite of the pure church which is what we are the blood-bought church that is a whore an apostate church a professing church Dr. Vance Havener said I go in churches and I would suggest that 65% of all membership in any church you go in in the world even the fundamental Baptist churches 65% of that membership would be lost and on their way to hell I'm not sure if we can guarantee that those figures are right. He traveled for over 50 years in these churches. But I can submit to you there is a professing church. We see people that we think have walked away from the faith. They were never in the faith, 1 John chapter 2 says. By walking away, they proved they weren't in the faith. That apostate church is right on the verge of popping into existence, headquartered in Europe. That apostate church is waiting for a leader to take charge of it. It is waiting for somehow all of it to come together. And he sees this whore, this apostate church that sitteth upon many waters. Many waters, chapter 7 of Daniel, Gentile world. If you don't believe that, look over here in verse 15 of... I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you as we listen to an introduction of the five-hour audio series, The Age of Antichrist. Again, let me state, I believe the Antichrist is alive and well on planet Earth, and everything that we see happening in our world gives evidence that he could appear at any moment. But let me once again remind you, the rapture of the church takes place before he is made manifest in this world. If you would like an opportunity to study all about the Antichrist, we will make available our five-hour audio series on CD so that you can have what God's Word says about this world dictator yet to come. The series is entitled, Age of Antichrist. And you can call our toll-free number and make your order. That number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and go to the shopping mall and make your order today. That series is entitled, The Age of Antichrist. It's a five-hour audio series on CD. 
Again, the number, 877-674-3298, or go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. By the way, the Antichrist, I do believe, is alive on planet Earth, and if that be the case, the rapture must be very close at hand. And that being the case, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until... 